Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of That Hammer Guy called The Laura Fenton Case. It first aired on April 14th, 
have we here? Now, this is no French dish grinning at you from the doorway. This is Captain Pat Chambers, and it wouldn't take more than a crepe Suzette to knock you over. Come on in, Mike. What are you doing here, Pat? Funny, I was about to ask you that very same question. Quite a coincidence, huh? All right, don't be comical. I'm here on business, I know. Laura Fenton is your client. She happens to be. Tell me more, Mike. All right, where is she? We made a date for ten tonight. Somebody beat you to it. Who? Never mind. You were about to ask me that very same question. Maybe I was. So I'm stood up, am I? Yeah, but not in the usual way. Meaning? Meaning, look in the bedroom and find out. Only don't touch anything, especially the knife. We'll want that for fingerprints. So you walk in the bedroom alone and look. And you find out, all right. Laura Fenton is sprawled face down across the bed. And the knife Pat Chambers was talking about is buried in the left side of her back. You walk up close and you find out something else. You're not alone in the it's a dog, all right. Big and as angry sounding as a losing football coach between the halves. First, you figure he's going for you, but when you back off, he just stands there growling. Dogs you can do without. And besides, you've seen all the nastiness you had to. Okay, Pat, I've had this since you sent to her. What happened? I've already told you. Somebody beat you to your date. That's all I noticed. But, Pat, this isn't so good for the home team. This afternoon, Laura Fenton walks in on me as alive as dynamo wire. Tonight, she's a dead corpse. Give me the rundown, man. Much as I can. Call came into my office around 9. The room clerk here. Somebody in a hotel complained about a dog barking. On investigation, they found her. By 9.45, I talked myself sick and come up with nothing. You walked in at 10. Now, you know as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know more. Well, now, look what I hold out on you, Pat. You don't want me to answer that, do you? Not this time, but I'm not. Why should this time be different? It is. Take my word. Uh, you got a cigarette? Sure. Here. She came to your office this afternoon. Around five. Why? Now, that's a silly question. Why does anyone? She figured someone was out to get her. Not her. Some doll who just came over from Paris. Oh, she wants you to look out for this doll. Yeah, that's right. From now until Monday morning. You gonna do it? If I can find her, yeah. I get paid for a job, I do a job. Mike. Yeah. Maybe I can help you. Laura Fenton didn't happen to mention the French doll's name, did she? Yeah, she did. Uh, the name's Sholey. What? Sholey. She didn't get the rest. What's so funny? French doll. Jolie. Oh, this is terrific. Is it? Absolutely terrific, Mike. Now, you should try. I can help you find her, all right. The room clerk told me who she was. Who? We already met her. What? Inside, Mike. Huh? The poodle in the... <laughs> Just come over from France, and her name is Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> In just a moment, we'll return to That Hammer Guy.
Story, Fat Hammer Guy. Okay, okay, so the last one. Take on a job to protect the young lady from Paris, and it turns out she's a Several beauty contests on the continent. Very funny, Pat. Very, very dumb. Speak a word of English. Are you positively fine spreading those kind of things? I've had so much fun since dear old grandma broke her leg. Why, Mike, how could you be so bitter? Yeah, the last one, you are right. But like you told Pat, somebody pays for a job, you follow through no matter how embarrassing. So you clip the leash on and swing back across town to your place. Uh, pickles and milk go better together than you and a French poodle with a ribbon in a cage. On the way up in the elevator, the nightman starts to make a crack, but has a fast change of mind when he spots the black scowl you're wearing. And no sooner do the both of you get into your apartment when Jolie pulls a fog. Ah, all right, now look at fancy pants. Don't start teasing. Here, life isn't all champagne. I believe the animal is referring to me, but... Sir, no one 
would deny it. But I'm not here in the capacity you mentioned. No, indeed. What capacity? I'm here, Mr. Hammer, simply to see that you follow out your instructions. And those are that you show Jolie personally. Show Jolie? Show it all. To whom, sir? Why, to the judges, of course. Miss Fenton didn't tell you? Tell me what. My dear Mr. Hammer, this French poodle is a prized possession. Already she has won over 20 blue ribbons in Europe. Now she's entered in the annual dog show Monday at the garden. She's what? Entered in the best of all breeds, Glasser. And you, Mr. Hammer, have now the signal honor of showing her... <laughs> Dog lad still on you, but you're not going to take it lying down in the manger. This, uh, Latimore Baldwin character starts at the gate, but you're not letting him out of the kennel till you growl out a few opinions of your own. Try to understand, Mr. Hammer. It is imperative that you show Julie. Uh, you understand. I'm not making a monkey out of myself at any dog show. I'll be there, I assure you, as a mentor to lend a hand to guide you. Uh, you'll be there, pal, but I won't. Sir, I quote your own words. When I'm paid for my services, I follow through. Your very own words. Okay, but I'm not eating them right now. You must be on my way. Now listen, you. The phone, Mr. Hammer. I'm not going to type, sir. I'll be seeing you the show. <laughs> Definitely. Now, Paul, when... Yeah. This is Miss Johanna. It is. Surgeon is here, but I see you immediately. Laura Fenton asked me to call. That's so? Oui. Well, for your information, sweetheart, Laura Fenton is dead. I know it is. That's why I must see you right away. My life, it is in danger now. Oh, you don't say. It is no joking matter, monsieur. Do you know where Bedford Street is? What if I do? I'm at the number 205 Bedford. Can you be in here in half of an hour? I'll be in bed in half of an hour unless you tell me who this is. Oh, I'm so sorry. It is only that I have been so... Or how you say, upset. My name is your hammer is Shirley. Now, not only are you unhappy about one, Shirley, now it turns out there are two. Now, you parked the canine one with the super down in the basement, and then you scoot over to Bedford Street. When you jab the doorbell at number 205, you're ready for about anything. Mr. Hammer. Hmm. You're Jolie. Oui. Come in, please. May I take your hand? I'm going to be staying that long. Oh, I was hoping you would. See, I have everything prepared. Hmm? For a little bite. The sandwiches and coffee on the table over there. Oh. Nice place. I am so glad you're pulled. And I am so glad you arrived. Yeah? May we? If we are going to be in business together, we would be well acquainted. Is it not so? Oh, we're going in business together, huh? You're, uh, how do you say, out to do business, are you not, monsieur? Sit down, please. Some coffee? Well, that's the best yet to offer. It is at this minute. All right, I'll take some. Sugar? Anything but poison. Would I poison you? Would you? You make a joke with me. Now, what are you making with me, besides time? Your coffee, monsieur. I changed my mind. Uh, tell me, Charlie, uh, just how much did you plan for us to get acquainted? Oh, I do not know, monsieur. I like to allow things to go their own way, don't you? You won't change your mind again about the process? Not tonight. Well, this is, um, uh, how you say... You say cozy. We. Oui. Oui. Or maybe just a little too cozy. Eh? Of course, the variation is interesting. Coffee instead of liquor. All right, sister, what do you want? 
hug. Come on, all this setup, everything's so, how you say, cozy. What do you want? What's the bottom line? I don't believe I follow, monsieur. Oh, sure you do. You follow just fine. In the first place, your name's not Jolie. In the second place, your accent is as phony as a ward here has promised. And in the third place, you and I could get a lot better acquainted if that clown in the next room would keep his nose out of the door. <laughs> I liked you right away, Mr. Hammer. I think you got brains. I have about dames like you. No guy's got brains about women. Okay, Carlos, come on in. Yes, I come. Shake hands with Carlos Rivera, Mr. Hammer. And the accent's no phony. No phony, I assure you, Mr. Hammer. Okay, no phony. Now about the pitch. You have something Carlos and I want, and we're willing to pay well for it. Gee, ready, wait. Maybe not well enough. Well, there's no sense bargaining. I'll give you our top figure right away. It's 25000 25000 you say? Huh? That's right, and that's top. Is it a deal, senor? It might be if I knew what you wanted. They are happy. Oh, wait, Carlos. You've no idea what we're talking about, I suppose? None. We're talking about the package Laura Fenton gave you in your office today. Oh, that's... Give us that package and you'll have 25000 Sorry, no God. You must have it. The package wasn't in Laura's apartment. Having killed her, you know that. You said it, not us. Well, no matter who said it or who has the package, you're both wasting your time. Mr. Hammer, we're trying to do this the pleasant way. Don't push us. Who's pushing? You won't give us the package? You couldn't pay my price even if I did have it. Carlos? See? Mr. Hammer is having trouble with his memory. Help him. Oh, I wouldn't try, Carlos, believe me. Knives don't go so easy into my bag, so you'd better not talk. Oh. You dig Carlos when you should have bagged the dame. You had it right smack in the back of the skull. You wake up screaming. Your head is swimming around like a fish in a ball, and your face feels as wet. Something soft, moist, and mushy is making slobbery laps against your cheek. It turns out to be Jory. That French poodle is making a St. Bernard Grant's band play for a very amused audience. <laughs> Man's best friend is his poodle. Uh, never stop having fun, do you, Fat? Well, maybe it'll be even funnier when you give me the details. Um... Did you bring me back to my apartment here for this priceless repartee? I found you here. Huh? Got a call from the super. He saw a guy lamb it out of here. Get him? No, but the question now is, did the guy get what he came for? What do you mean? Well, take a look around. Uh, nice mishmash. What was he looking for? How should I know? Look, Mike, I'm warning you. No holding back. I've now. got no client to protect. She's dead, so why should I hold back? All I know is, is that for package. Which had in it? I don't know. Mike? Where, Pat? But I do know it was worth offering me 25000 bucks for it. And that's all you do know? Oh, except for the woman. Now it comes. What woman? The one who was with the guy who shut this place down. Super said he was alone. Come on, what about the day? There's nothing more I can tell you, Pat, on it. Then who can? Maybe she can herself. So you take Pat Chambers back to 205 Bedford Street. If you're good and lucky, you figure you'll get both Carlos and the Dane. But you only get the Dane. And even that isn't lucky. Because the game is dead. In just a moment, we'll return to that hammer guy. And now, back to the Mickey Spillane mystery that hammer guy. The 
Shane looks up at you from the same couch where you sat next to him. And the gape of terrible shock on her face tells you that her last living moment was the worst surprise of her life. When Pat turns her over, the handle of the blade points like the finger of death. Same kind of knife that killed Laura Fenton. Mm-hmm. In the same spot. What did you say this guy's name was? She called him Carlos Rivera. And Rivera's our boy, all right. Had a falling out with his partner. Figures? Figures. But over what? Could be anything from diamonds to gold. Now, you're figuring way ahead of me, Pat. Diamonds or gold if this dame was running through the form. Well, you know who she is. Never forget a face I see on a bulletin board. Her name's Rita Shearer. She's wanted on a smuggling rat. So a partner got her first. He can have her now. Well, Mike, there's nothing else you can do. Oh, I don't know. And what's that supposed to mean? That show at the Garden Monday. What about it? I'm going to be there, Pat, to uh, see a dog about a killer. Monday, you and Jolie turn up at the garden and meet Brad at the ball game. For a couple of hours, you don't go upstairs to the floor with a four-legged eyebrows put on the dog. You stay downstairs in the basement where the kennels were. Downstairs, the place is all the fun of a deceptive cat's nightmare. It really isn't too bad, Mr. Hammer, once you use it. Once I get used to it. Once you walk out on that floor upstairs, a great change you come over to look for when I'm no dog lover, believe me. You'll become one. And you'll be very proud of Julie when she wins. Pretty sure she's going to win, huh? I'm loose, sir. She is not. Tell me just one thing. Why do they come that way with those crazy pom-poms? Well, I bet the dog doesn't approve. <laughs> I see you're becoming sentimental over already. Ah, just embarrassed for her. It'll be different upstairs. Wait for me. I'll be watching you from the stairs. And I guarantee you, sir, you'll be as proud as a teacher. I don't think you'll be watching me, Baldwin. I beg your pardon? What were you doing before? Before? When you uh, sent me upstairs to find the papers for Jolie's entrance. I? Why, you know perfectly well. I took her for a stroll. Yeah, but why? Why? Well, because she was kiddish. You could see that. I could see you were, too, Baldwin. But you were much easier when you brought her back, weren't you? Sure, I failed to follow you. Yeah, but I didn't fail to follow you when you went for that walk. Huh? And I saw you change the dog's collar, too. And what she's wearing now is worth only a couple of bucks. But what, what about the one you took off? How much was that worth, Baldwin? Fifty thousand? Hundred? More? Mr. Hammer, you're a gentleman of this Baldwin, you're a stinking killer. But that shouldn't preclude us from coming to an understanding. Like what? The diamonds in the car are worth in the neighborhood of two hundred thousand. I'm sure we can make some satisfactory arrangements. What about Carlos? Better think of it. He went out. His body will never be found. Took care of all three of your friends. It's necessary, you know. No, I didn't. No. They weren't friends at all. They all wanted to cheat me out of my share. Well, Mr. Hammer, what do you say to a very generous offer on my part? Uh, I'd like to accept, but uh, what will surely think of me? The alternative, then, is very nasty for you. Perhaps not, but I can't think of any other alternative. Does this stimulate your thinking, sir? Well, you're trying to kid Baldwin. You wouldn't use that here. I'm not kidding. In the slightest sense. The shot will turn this place into an even matter bedlam. My escape under such conditions will not be too difficult. I really think you're going to try it, huh? No doubt about it, sir. I'm going to try it right here and... Jolie, thinking of fairly shaping the ball in leg. You grab the gun flap and then spot him with it across the jaw. Baldwin goes down like a sack of dog wheat. Pat Chambers comes in through the crowd. He looks down at Baldwin while you give the Legion of Honor embrace to one of France's greatest heralds. You were right, Mike. What am I ever wrong? Ah, it's a nice girl. 
Tonight at steak for dinner. Nice, nice girl. So all of a sudden you're a dog lover. Now look, that just happens to be the girl of my dream. All right, all right. Come on down to the office, make out your report, and then you two can be alone. Uh, you'll have to wait for the report, Pat. Why? Well, uh, Jolie and I have a date upstairs on the floor. And, pal, are we going to show So you show them, all right. Jolie struts around the judging ring as proud as a Republican last election day. And you? Well, you're not exactly heavy-footed yourself. Baldwin was right about one thing. The big change has come over you. Yep, that little hound has more savoir-faire in her than ten queens. And when the judge hands you the blue ribbon, you look down at Jolie and you think... Yes, sir. There certainly is something about a dame. Based on Mickey Spillane's tough guy detective, Mike Hammer, that Hammer guy aired in a series of half-hour episodes in 1953. The radio show was contemporaneous with the classic movie I, the Jury, based on Sp Spillane's roman noir of the same name. Mike Hammer was the stereotypical hard-boiled detective, depending upon fists rather than finesse. He summarily dispatched the bad guys. Spillane's black-and-white views of right and wrong were ref reflected in his character's contempt for the law, which he claimed was an impediment to justice. The role of Hammer was played by Larry Haynes, whose long career included parts on the 1930s radio series Gangbusters. He also voiced characters in Suspense, The Shadow, Inner Sanctum, and X-1, and over 80 episodes of CBS Radio Mystery Theater. He is best known for his television role as Stu Bergman in the daytime soap operas Search for Tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.